Welcome to the SEO Happy Hour Podcast with We Do Web Content. Listen up, marketers and small business owners. If you're looking to get a better grasp on understanding how to use proven digital marketing techniques to grow your business, you're in the right place. On our SEO Happy Hour Podcast, our team will teach you the proven techniques we use with our clients and interview the industry experts on marketing, SEO, content, social, and more. Grab a drink and a seat, and here is your host, Alex Valencia. of SEO happy hour. We are super stoked about today's contact on this podcast. We're going to be talking about Google's position zero and how law firms can take advantage of that. Um, basically featured snippets and you're going to learn about that. Jason's going to do some case studies and show you how our clients are benefiting from the featured snippet position and the content that we're creating and how to build out that content strategy because if you're not doing that, you're not doing anything that's planned out. But first, let me thank everybody because we just got back from Mass Towards Made Perfect in Las Vegas last week and we were super stoked to see all of our friends. Thank you so much to Mike Papantoni and the team at Mass Towards Made Perfect for putting another awesome show together and inviting us in our team. Mastort Nexus, our friends at Medline and Don Worley throw an awesome party. Um, our friends at Amicus who, who had us over at the Hakkasan too. Um, Steve Smith and, and Casey Carter and that crew. So thank you so much to everyone there. Um, definitely our friends over at Ring Boost and uh, Ryan, um, Randy Nordstrom with his uh, awesome commercials and, and opportunities there so make sure you check those guys out and for more conference information feel 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 free to email me and, and see what conferences we're going through out the year and then um, you know it's a good opportunity for law firms to continue growing learning about mass torts personal injury marketing family law marketing criminal marketing it's uh you know a conference you need to check out is pilma coming up in september in st louis missouri it's going to be an awesome time so check out ken hardison with pilma or our buddy uh, ben glass that throws a conference every year in virginia with great legal marketing so with that said we're going to go ahead and get started on this podcast for seo happy hour look for them monthly on our website itunes google play and the other areas thanks so much for following keep watching keep listening Thank you so much. Thursday afternoon for joining us. I know it's been a little while since we've been on our webinars, but we're super stoked about the information that Jason's going to share about the world of snippets and rich cards. We're going to be talking about actual case studies, how to get rich snippets, develop and, and create the content strategies that will help you get that position zero on Google, which is super powerful which you'll see is going to be getting 22% more clicks than the organic position. We'll show you not only to be zero, but how some of our clients are dominating the zero position, the maps position, and the organic positions on page one. So make sure you're taking notes. We, uh, Jason and I presented this in Pilma several weeks ago, and it was a complete success. We also have a offer for you at the end, so make sure you guys stay through the end. And then... Um, I might be able to edit and record and send the video out, but there's going to be tons of information. Just first of all, I just want to make sure everybody can hear. So if you can uh, see our video and then see the presentation and hear us, please either raise your hand or just make a quick comment that um, that you can see us and hear us.
Okay, raising their hand. Cool, cool. Charles, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Jordan, what's up, homeboy? Um, yeah, we got a lot of new faces. Thanks everybody again for taking the time and joining. Um, with that said, if some of you do not know Jason Hennessy, Jason Hennessy is our SEO partner and SEO extraordinaire speaking at different conferences, been on the Washington Post and several other publications, soon to be also back on Search Engine Journal pretty soon. Um, so you're gonna get a ton of awesome information about SEO, even schema. So if you don't know it, we're gonna be leaving about 10, 15 minutes maybe at the end if we go quickly for questions. Um, but again, there's gonna be an email going out if you have any additional questions with the video and an opportunity for you guys to uh, get a uh, free audit valued at about $2,000. So make sure you guys stick through. And uh, with that said, Jason Hennessy, man, thanks so much for preparing this. And uh, let's knock these guys out with some awesome content. Appreciate it, appreciate it, Alex. Uh, thanks again for joining. Um, I just want to make sure, Alex, that you can see the screen okay. Is my presentation If Everything looks good, full screen? Yeah, I think they raised their hand that they can as well. Um, okay. Just want to make sure there's no questions yet, <clears throat> no, no chats, so everybody can hear. We're good. I think we're good to go. Um, All right, perfect. Um, awesome. So, again, thank you for your time here. Uh, this is the world of snippets and rich cards. Alex Valencia, Jason Hennessy, we do web content. Uh, these are some of the things that we're going to cover today. At first, we're going to look at a case study, how we took a website from zero visits, meaning it was just a brand new domain name, uh, to over 35,000 visits per month. And when I say 35,000, that's all coming in from organic search using the power of content-rich snippets and SEO. Uh, then we're gonna talk a little bit about rich snippets. What are they? Why are they important? Why should you pay attention to them? And then we're gonna talk about some of the strategies, techniques, and tools that we used um, in order to get those 35,000 visits per month um, and everything that you'll need to do as well um, to be successful from a digital perspective. And then we're gonna lead with uh, some FAQs at the end and, uh, and go from there. So we'll get started. So the first case study that I wanted to kind of share is this site. It's a, it's a site that is a, a DUI uh, law firm site. It's based in Los Angeles. Um, this site today has uh, 1,100 pages that are indexed on the web. So if you're watching today and you want to see how many pages your site has that's indexed today, all you do is you just do that site colon Los Angeles, whatever, you know, in this case, Los Angeles DUI attorney.com. But in your case, you just put your URL without any www or anything, and it'll kind of show you how many pages you have indexed. And if you see that there's 90,000 pages indexed, but you know that you only should have about 100, then that's telling you that there might be some problems and you need to kind of look into that. And that's why at the end here, we're going to be giving away a free SEO audit. Um, so if you'd like us to kind of audit your website, just reply to the email that you get at the end of this, and we'll be happy to kind of take a personalized look at each of your individual sites and case studies. So using the tool SEM Rush, which I'm actually wearing their shirt today, um, is uh, this is a tool called SEM Rush, and this is a very valuable tool because it allows you to have a high-level look at not only your site, but also some of your competitor sites. Um, so this is a site, again, when we first launched this back in like September of 2015, it wasn't getting any traffic at all. 
And just by the power of SEO content, technical SEO, you can see the growth, right? So it looks like right at around January of uh, 2017, we were ranking for about 8,000 keywords. Now we're up to about 16,000 keywords. And then below it'll show all of the keywords that you ranked for. So is a DUI a felony? How long does a DUI stay in your record? So we ranked number one for a lot of those terms there and it shows the value. And so if we were to build a pay-per-click strategy to get that same organic traffic, we would have to pay about $257,000 per month. So really good insights. Again, the tool is called SEM Rush and you can check out your website and you can pair yourself to some of your competitors. This is just showing um, the actual traffic growth. Um, a lot of times people won't display this kind of data, um, but we will. So back here, February 2016, just a couple months after we get started, you know, and there's a lot of times people will say that, you know, Google takes time. It takes about six months to see results. Well, this is really the truth, you know, because we got started right here, uh, September, right? And so fast forward to February, we were only getting about a thousand people per month coming in from organic search. Fast forward to January 2017, we were getting about 18,000 people per month using organic search. And then fast forward to January 2018, we're now up to almost 36,000 people coming in <clears throat> from organic search. So this is, this is a game changer if you start to kind of take the digital marketing uh, seriously here. <clears throat> this just shows like how well, um, you know, some of the pages actually perform on this website. So we created a whole bunch of FAQs. How long does the DUI stay on your record in California since we started? Uh, we've brought in 27,000 people to that one page. Um, will DUI show up in a criminal record? 15,000 people, 13,000 people. You can also see that there's some AMP pages that are also performing very well. Um, you know, if you don't know what AMP is, that's called Accelerated Mobile Page Project. Um, and so it's kind of creating a very fast experience from a mobile perspective. So creating separate technology that will display um, when people are doing mobile searches. So something that if you don't have AMP set up, you might want to document AMP and maybe ask your digital marketing partner or um, you know hire somebody to help you develop that technology. This right here is uh, in Google Search Console. So a long time ago in Google uh, Analytics, they used to display the keywords that you would rank for, right? And so you can see, oh, I got three visits and they would show you the keyword for each of the visits. So you can actually see which keywords are performing better than others. And then one morning it was like doomsday in the SEO community, everybody woke up and they took that information away and it said not provided, right? And so they took all that data away and then Vanessa Fox came along uh, she was a Google engineer and she developed this thing called Google Webmaster Tools and she started to give webmasters and business owners a little bit more transparency to their to their website and allowed a way that you can now communicate with Google. And so that was called Google Webmaster Tools. They've since changed it to Google Search Console. And so now you can actually log into Google Search Console and you can have more transparency to the actual keywords that you're getting traffic from. And so um, in this case, like 14601.1a, right? That's just a, uh, it's a 
penal code. It's, a, it's just a, a code that would show up on a ticket if somebody got you know, arrested and they wouldn't know what that means. So we basically developed a page um, that defines what that vehicle code is. And because we developed that page, we now rank in position zero, right? So this is position zero. And this is not by accident. You know, we made sure that we added all of the right schema in order for our site to have the chance to rank in position zero for this. And so you can see here, just in the past 30 days, we got 345 clicks um, with a 9% click-through ratio. Of course, that's going to be high because, like, we're the default answer there. If somebody actually asked Alexa or, you know, one of the Google Voice searches, you know, what does 14601.1a mean? You know, Google would actually read off our answer or the Alexa or whoever would read off our answer as the default answer. So it's a lot of power in this. Um, and so we're gonna talk a little bit about how you can also start to get these position zero results. And the cool thing is that when you're in the position zero, they also, and sometimes will put you in position one too. Um, so you kind of get double uh, listings there. This is what it looks like on, um, on mobile, right? So when I do the same search, look how much uh, space we're taking up there um, at the top of Google with that. So it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. It's, it's, it's great real estate that you get on Google if applied correctly. Um, this is the actual page itself um, that people would land on. Um, and so you can see here that we've got it in the in the actual URL structure, we defined it. We've got it in the H1 tag. Um, this is actually the definition. We put a specific markup code behind the definition to tell Google that this is in fact the definition. Um, so there's, there's a whole bunch of markup that we've done using um, structured data. And so, this is one of the tools that, that you can use. Um, this is a Google structured data testing tool. Um, I would definitely write that one down, just Google it. And so here, like when I run this specific page through the structured data testing tool, it shows me that we're actually defining um, what that vehicle code means, right? And so we, we're using definition tags um, for that. Um, and so, you know, there's a whole website that you can look at. Uh, it's called schema.org, S-C-H-E-M-A.org. If you really want to kind of get in and start to study more about like all of the different schemas that you can add. But in this case, we just thought since we've got some definitions here, why not kind of mark up the code? And now Google is actually using it as a default answer. All right, so how to check your schema and add structured data to your website. Um, so to check it, you know, again, this is the structured data testing tool. It's very simple to use. You just put your URL in there, you press run test. And once you press run test, it's going to show you, um, you know, whether or not you're actually using schema. So in this case, it's showing that it detected that we've got you know, four different uh, versions of schema that are being applied to, to this particular site. There's no warnings, no errors, right? So that's what good schema looks like. Um, if you run schema and it shows nothing detected, then that means you're not using um, schema. 
or even worse, like sometimes you might see uh, like a bunch of warnings and a bunch of errors. That means you're using schema, but it's not being used or applied correctly. So again, very simple to use. Just put your URL in there and press run test and you'll be able to kind of check to see if schema is actually being uh, utilized correctly. This right here, this right here is, um, this is a markup helper. Um, I don't really recommend this. Um, this is kind of like a very antiquated manual approach to marking up content um, on a page level. You know, Google gives you the opportunity to do that. Um, so I'm just going to show you kind of how to do it if you wanted to, but it might make more sense just to find somebody that knows code that can automate this process for you. So in this case, I used a, uh, we just spoke at Pilma, and so I used a Pilma blog post as the example here. And so I just put the URL in there and I press start tagging. And then from there, all you do is you just go through and you kind of highlight things. And after you highlight it, um, you know, you can actually apply it. So in this case, I would, you know, put Beth Hendricks, that would be the name of the author, I'd put the date. And so as you start to do that, the information starts to show up on the right-hand side. And then once you're all done marking it up, like, you know, date published, if this is an image, this is the article body, right? Then from there, you know, you can see the actual microdata markup that is being generated by you kind of going through and marking this stuff up here. And so then what you'll then do is you'll just kind of download that and you can incorporate that code into the actual specific page. But again, you'd have to do this page by page and it's not really the best uh, use of time. There's quicker ways to do it, but just kind of showing you basically how it kind of works and how it all comes together so you can actually physically see what's happening when you start to mark things up. Um, again, I mentioned this earlier, schema.org. Um, if you go schema.org forward slash attorney, you can see all of the different markup uh, that they apply uh, for attorneys, that they provide for attorneys. Um, so you can kind of go through and read that. Um, and so this is just like an example. So it shows that it's an attorney type. That's the URL. That's the phone number. You can include your latitude and longitude, which helps you with ranking in the Google local map pack. Um, I'd say <laughs> probably 90% of the attorneys out there probably don't use latitude and longitude on, uh, on their schema markup. Uh, that was a good find by uh, Jordan Casteller, who's part of our team. Um, he's seen that they had added latitude and longitude, and so we started to leverage that for a lot of our clients. Um, so that's something else that's important is this stuff is constantly changing. Just because you go through and you mark up your website doesn't mean you're done and you can just check that box. You need somebody that's kind of always staying current with this stuff and you know making sure that they're constantly evolving as new technologies uh, come out. So. All right, so let's talk now more about um, like some of the other tools, strategies, and techniques that we used in order to get those, you know, that, that great results for that one site, Los Angeles DUI attorney, um, because it wasn't just us going through and marking up the code. That's helpful, right? That's making sure we kind of satisfy one of the variables that Google's looking at, but there's so much more that we did. So I'm going to go through that now. So the first thing that we did was we, we went through and we renewed the domain name for 10 years, 20 years into the future. 
Um, and so I'd recommend that you go and do a who is search for your website and see when does your domain expire? And if you see that the domain expires in six months, that's algorithmically telling Google that you're not going to be around much longer. And so it's a small ranking signal, but it is a signal. So I would just kind of go through and just kind of satisfy that and pay GoDaddy or Network Solutions 50 bucks and renew the domain name for the next 10, 20 years. Second thing that I would do is I would actually go through and also check the page speed of your website. This is a tool called PageSpeed Insights. When you go through, you're gonna you basically put your URL in there and you're gonna be able to see your desktop score and you're gonna be able to see your mobile score. And so if the desktop score is in the red and it's 73 or 52 out of 100, then you've got problems. So I would hire somebody that's technical to, um, to go in and, and fix that stuff uh, for you um, because it's important. Page speed is a very important variable um, to SEO and I highly recommend uh, you make sure that you pay close attention to that. This is another tool right here. Um, this is to make sure that your site actually validates. A lot of times this gets ignored. Um, so it's just one of those things that if you're gonna go through and clean all the technical markup of your website, might as well just kind of run a, a it's called validator.w3.org. Um, just again, put your URL in there, press check, and it's gonna show you, you know, if you have anything that's wrong with the code that, you know, can be fixed um, in an attempt to make it validate. Sometimes you might have conflicting issues where, if you fix something here, it might break like your chat or something. So obviously if that happens, you have to kind of use logic and say, well, I need my chat box. So I'm okay with this being an error on the W3. So if it doesn't validate because of that, I'm okay because of it. So you might have some conflicting issues as you go through this, but there's probably a whole host of things that you can fix. That's not going to break anything. Um, you know, I'm not really going to get too much into the whole technical uh, element of going through and fixing like 301 redirects and um, page, you know, things like, you know, canonical tags and stuff like there's a whole like technical side of SEO that would take two weeks. We could do a boot camp where we can get into all the specifics of things that you got to fix. I would just recommend you find an SEO nerd somebody like us or somebody that you guys know of that can um, help you out with that stuff, you know? Uh, so just kind of go through and say, hey, I need somebody to do a technical audit. Sometimes client, people will charge you two, $3,000 to do that. Um, we're offering a free technical audit uh, if you just reply to Alex's email. Um, so we can kind of go through and look at the stuff with you and show you like what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. Um, this right here is just a, a case study I just wanted to share. Um, it's the stuff that we kind of see. This was a, a, a firm that called us up and and at a base out of New York, and, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to rank for New York personal injury lawyer." And I said, "Whoa, that's a that's a pretty big challenge." And so I said, "Do you have a website?" And he said, "Yep." And so he gave me the website. You know, we looked at it together. Um, and so, you know, he was self-admittingly telling me that he designed this website himself, right? So, I mean, that's pretty obvious there. Um, but, you know, there's a reason he was reaching out for help. And so uh, we, we started to kind of go through this stuff together. 
And so some of the things that we looked at, you know, was that he had only nine pages indexed on, on his website. And so if you only have nine pages indexed on your website, you know, it doesn't really provide Google with a whole lot of, uh, of, of, you know, relevance or pages that, you know, that they can index. Um, and so, um, that's just a, uh, a problem that, you know, he's up against. He's got sites that are competing for New York personal injury lawyer that might have 3,500 pages that are being indexed. And so he's got only nine pages. So my point here is that content matters. You got to make sure that your, your, your site is constantly growing and evolving and you're going after new keywords and targets by developing a whole strategy, a content strategy. Um, this is kind of how we go through and develop content strategies. Um, this is another client of ours. They're criminal defense firm out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So when we took over their website, you can see the old URL structure here on the left. And then we went through page by page and kind of re-optimized like all of the URL structures, the title tags, H1s, <clears throat> because nowhere here does it tell Google that he's in Cincinnati. So we went through and we changed it so that it's Cincinnati, Ohio, white collar crimes lawyer, right? Cincinnati, Ohio, theft lawyer. So we, that's kind of what we do is we go through it and we call this a, um, a site plan. We create a site plan and we not only fix the technical issues, but we have to kind of re-optimize every single page on the website. <clears throat> so there's a lot that kind of goes into the, uh, into the actual strategy. Um, so back, back to this site right here, again, um, he had nine pages that were being indexed. Um, well, if you look at the website that was ranking uh, at the top there, Union Law Firm, we can see that they, you know, obviously a nicer site, probably a bigger firm. They have 993 pages that are indexed, right? And so if we look a little bit closer at those pages and we put them into SEMrush, we can see here that they rank for 1,500 keywords and the value is about $208,000 per month. <clears throat> but I can see here that they rank number one for New York personal injury lawyer, right? Um, so this is who we'd be competing against. So we have somebody that has nine pages indexed, right? And then we have a firm that has 993 pages and you know, we'll talk about the content and stuff here in just a second. Um, but anyway, so this is kind of how we go through and we're able to determine, you know, how competitive a space is. It's by who's ranking at the top and what is going to take. So peeling the layer back from the onion a little bit further, I wanted to say, okay, well, let me see how many pages, you know, how many links do you have coming into your website? So this is us using another tool called Ahrefs and shows, shows me that he has two referring domains that are linking back to him. And so I said, okay, I'm going to call with him. I'm like, well, do you recognize lawjls.com? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I own both of those sites. I'm like, okay. So that's the only link equity that you're getting right now is from two websites that you own that don't have any domain rating at all. So there's really no, you're not getting any link equity at all coming to your website. So therefore, there's no way, even if you had the nicest website in the world, that you would be able to rank above you know, that one site for New York personal injury lawyer. Because if we look at their links, we can see that right here in looks like December of 2018, they started to get a little bit more aggressive with their link building. And so they have 294 referring domains that are linking back to them. Um, 
and a total of 10,000 backlinks, right? But I really pay a little bit more attention to these referring domains. And so if I look here, I can see the do follow links, no follow if they got some EDU links. EDU links are like, you know, it's like getting internet gold if you can get EDU sites to link back to you. Um, so there's a whole strategy to get EDU links. And so it looks like they started to do some of that. But this is exactly what they're up against, right? And so this doesn't really scare me though. Because if I had a client come to us and say, hey, I want to rank number one for New York personal injury lawyer, I'm like, okay, you know, we have to get, you know, more than 294 referring domains linking back to us and just make sure that those are quality links, you know, try to get Huffington Post to link to us and the Wall Street Journal and some of the high PR uh, sites. <clears throat> this would scare me a lot more if there was 3,000 referring domains. You know, at that point, I might even tell the client that, you know what? You know, without the right budget, I don't even think that's attainable. Um, so that's just how we work. We're very transparent. And if we really can't pull something off, we'll let them know and not even take the business just because we want to keep our reputation and not mismanage anybody's expectations. All right. Um, so looking at their links here a little bit closer, we can see which links are really kind of driving the results here. So like prweb.com, it looks like they've done a press release. It looks like they fell into the US news trap. I'm sure you guys get those emails where it's $8,000 to be part of this US news. Well, in this case, looks like it paid off for them because they've got a link coming back from the US news. Um, another press release with PR Newswire. So it looks like press release has really been a lot of their part of the strategy. They're synced up with Avo. They call this Barnacle SEO. Um, so like when I see Avo there, um, like if I do a search for New York personal injury lawyer, below them I see fine law, I see uh, uh, this New York mag, I see Avo, right? So if these websites are ranking here on the first page of Google, then I recommend that you know our clients also advertise on these pages and they call that barnacle SEO. It's where you're just kind of piggybacking off of a page that Google already deems very trustworthy and relevant to a search query. And so if they're already ranking for this term here, you know, even if you, even if you don't get any business from them, there's an indirect SEO value that you get from being associated with this website because you're going to get relevance and page rank that's bled over to your website. Um, sometimes they know follow their links. And if they do that, um, that's okay because you'll still get relevant signals from it too. So, um, but anyway, I recommend that if you find sites that are ranking on the first page of Google for some of the terms that are important to you, you seriously consider advertising with them and being associated with those websites because it's going to help your rankings. And although you might not do any business from being here all year long, the thousand dollars a month that you're paying to be on fine law, is helping your SEO so much that you're going to get the direct results from your own website because it's improving your rankings. Um, let me see something here. And another thing that you can do too here is um, like you can actually take like the specific URL. So in this case, if I go to find law and I grab that URL from the page that's ranking for New York personal injury lawyer, if I take that URL and if I put it into uh, Moz, this is another tool, it's called Moz Open Site Explorer. If I put it in there, I can see the domain authority of this website is 88 out of 100, has a very low spam score. Um, so I know that that site's valuable, but I could even take it one step further and put that specific URL into SEMrush. 
and it'll show me all of the keywords that this particular page ranks for. So like it not only ranks for New York personal injury lawyer, it ranks for New York personal injury attorney number one, personal injury lawyer NYC number one, and the value, this page gets about 4,000 visits per month to this page, and the value is about $300,000, right, per month in pay-per-click. So in this case, not only would I recommend maybe advertising on this page, but I might even pay for a premium spot because I know that I'll probably get business as a result of this. So I just want to kind of point that out and just say that again, like this right here is what everybody should be doing when you get these random solicitations from people trying to call you to be advertised on websites. Do your due diligence and you can actually now really have the tools that you need to determine whether or not that it makes sense to actually spend $200 a month or $3,000 a month with some of these opportunities. In fact, we did a whole webinar on this. Um, maybe Alex can send out an email um, with that old webinar that we did. It was a full webinar about this particularly. Um, and so we'll, maybe Alex will send out an email about that. Um, and then from there, I mean, basically what we then do here um, is we, after we start to kind of study the competitor's links here, um, then we put together a whole approach where we go through and we reverse engineer the link strategies that are being used by all the top competitors. And then we just start chipping away. And so if we see that some of the competitors have a link from Reddit, well, we figure out how can we also get our client on Reddit? If they have a link from Better Business Bureau and we don't, okay, we need to contact Better Business Bureau. We need to become a member because they're, that's a very valuable link for all of the sites that are ranking in the top 10 of Google for the, those terms that we're trying to target. Um, and then here it just kind of shows like, you know, we'll go through and we know like, all right, we can build an Eventbrite link. We can build a Moz profile. We can do a press release with PR Newswire. Um, and so then from there, what we then do is we actually go off and we start to build those links for our clients. Um, you know, and, and this is this is what's really going to push your rankings is by building popularity, going back to your website. Quick question, Jason. We had a question come through from Teresa. Yeah. Um, back on FCMrush, are are you checking the landing page for the directory in FCMrush? So yes. Um, so like I'm pulling in the specific URL of the page that's ranking. So not just the homepage, the specific URL. So in this case, it was lawyers.finelaw forward slash New York, New York, whatever. And it'll tell you the data um, that's specific to that page. Perfect. That answer your question, Teresa? And we're going to have probably more questions at the end, but please jump in here, you know, because we're going over a lot of stuff and I'm trying to keep this. This is really gold, guys. I mean, like what I'm sharing with you is 20 years of kind of figuring this stuff out, um, reading endless books and keeping up with journals and blogs. And um, so like the stuff that we're sharing is stuff that, you know, a lot of times you just don't pick up at like a lot of the webinars and stuff. This is kind of like our industry uh, trade secrets, I guess, if you will. <clears throat> All right. Shall I continue? Yeah, go ahead. We're right, good. Thanks. So we go through and we build out the links for our clients. Um, this is just another cool tool. Um, this will, like, I can put in a competitor's URL into Ahrefs, and then I can click on top pages over here, 
and it'll show me like the most valuable pages that they have, right? So I can see here, they've got a page that's valued at about $46,000 per month. It's their construction accident page. And so if I click on the keywords, it'll actually show me the keywords that that page ranks for. Um, and so when I have that data, now I know that I want to build a page that's going to be targeting New York construction accident lawyer, right? And so I know all of the other internal links that I might want to use um, to try to boost our page for these different keywords because I can see the search bar. So we can kind of chip away at some of their market share by putting together a content strategy based on where they're getting most of their traffic from here. Um, this is just another client. So what we do is we, uh, you know, we'll develop content strategies. This is kind of how our content strategies look. Uh, we'll put together everything in an Excel spreadsheet first. Um, and we're very strategic about what are the keywords that we're trying to go for. This was a client uh, based out of Atlanta. Um, when we first started working with them, they were ranking for 55 keywords. Um, this was back here in like September of 2015. The value of their website was about $24,000 per month. And so doing everything that we talked about on this call, fast forward now to January 2018, they rank for 12,500 keywords and the value is about $851,000 per month. And so um, this is really, uh, this is, this, this really shows, you know, kind of how to, how to grow a digital marketing presence. So, you know, if, and not always is this number all that important. You know, I mean, if you're in a small market in a suburb of like Atlanta or something, and you know, you're not really going after Atlanta, you're going after like Roswell, Georgia or something like that. You know, these numbers will never be high because it just doesn't have a whole high search volume. But if you're in a major metropolitan area, um, you know, these numbers should be a lot higher. Couple tools that everybody needs, you know, Google Analytics, Search Console, and then the third one that I wanted to share was Lucky Orange. Um, Lucky Orange is a it's a tool. Uh, it is like having a DVR on your website, so you can kind of go back in and play videos and fast forward and rewind and see how people are interacting with your website. This is something that we do uh, for our clients, and then about three months into it, after it collects enough data. Uh, we go through and we do a conversion audit where we kind of make recommendations on things you can do to fix the overall conversion of your site. <clears throat> and so that concludes um, the presentation. I'm just going to end it with this and then we'll take some, some questions here. Um, so basically, uh, you know, you're a part of our list. Thank you for joining. You'll continue to get invited to some of these private webinars and invitations and get continued education. Um, we're also giving away, uh, two things here today. So if you reply to Alex's email after we get off this call and just say, yes, I'd love to do this, um, just include your URL and then Alex will follow up and schedule a time that works for us where we will do a one-on-one a, a -on -one technical audit, which we normally charge about $1,495 for, um, but we'll also do uh, a consultation where we'll reverse engineer one of your competitors too. Um, and so we normally charge $500 for that. So on this call, we're gonna take a technical look at your website and tell you what's broken and what you're doing right and wrong. But we're also gonna look at one of your top competitors and we're gonna reverse engineer the strategy so you can kind of see exactly 
um, what they're doing that you're not. And so again, total is about a $1,995 value if we were to kind of do this. So I highly uh, you know, encourage you to reply to Alex's email. Um, even if you're working with somebody and you just kind of want this insight, we're happy to hop on the call with you. So yeah, we always that, do consulting cool. with other firms as well too. So we work nicely with other agencies. Sometimes, you know, uh, Jason and Jordan do training for other legal marketing agencies as well. So, you know, it's not like we're trying to hone in on, on their expertise, but sometimes having a second look helps that out. Um, so right now we have a couple questions come in. Please bring all your other questions now. And if not, um, you know, answer them, um, send them over by email. But like Jason said, we have this audit offer that you can't beat. You always want to go ahead and it's like having a second opinion from a doctor. Um, Jason and Jordan have been reverse engineering and, and working with the Google algorithm for years. Um, definitely been the best service and, and opportunity for our clients since they've been working with them. So I definitely urge you to go ahead and take advantage of that. Um, first question that came in um, came from Emily. Do you recommend building out links in-house or having a company you outsource do this? Um, go ahead, Jason. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in-house link building um, is great. You know, when I when I think of in-house link building, um, you know, I think of a couple of things, right? Like, you know, somebody that's kind of going through and and figuring out like all of the the obvious opportunities like making sure you're part of the chamber of commerce and reaching out you know to your rep in your local area reaching out to the better business bureau you know maybe you know looking into sponsoring like little league teams and stuff where you give them a hundred bucks and they include like a little banner on their website that links back to you that's really good for local seo um you know making sure that your avo profile is updated and that you're linking to your site correctly and you're using the proper name address and phone number just the uh all of the legal directories um yeah absolutely i think that would be great if you had somebody in-house that kind of knew um this it's not easy to find um but if you had somebody that kind of knew this that's great or just somebody that's just creating really good content like i mean like if you have a really um good attorney that has a great personality and he's good in front of camera, you know, sometimes kind of just having videos is a great link building strategy. You know, you kind of have the attorney get on there and answer questions about things that are happening in the real world. And you create these videos and you get the videos transcribed and you post them on your website. And so those become linkable assets. Um, so like there's so many different ways to kind of go about link building that, yeah, absolutely. If you can find somebody that kind of, do that in-house, whether it's creating good content, good videos, or just kind of the the, the, the directories and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you want somebody that's a little bit more strategic about like reverse engineering competitors link strategies and coming up with a game plan, then, you know, maybe it might make sense to kind of bring somebody on as an external resource that can help you either develop the strategy or develop and implement the strategy for you. Thank you, Jason. And I hope that answered your question, Emily. And just to add to that, in case the question was also including, you know, buying links um, that, you know, you have opportunity to, I definitely recommend not doing that. I think, like Jason said, just to echo, it all is based on a strategy, right? Um, so it goes back to building those foundational links, which you can do internally, 
or any creative links that you can get from content or opportunities where you're being um, quoted on that have links or the .edu links, but definitely stay away from buying anything that's going to be quick and could hurt you in the long run. Second yeah, one, 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 one last thing to that point, Alex, you brought up a good point. So like you'll see opportunities, emails all the time, you know, link building $100 or you can go on fiverr.com and pay for a thousand links. Definitely want to avoid that. That's going to do more harm to your website than good. Um, link building is not so much kind of like a volume game. You know, I look at it like PR is really the modern day link building, right? You know, like if you can get a link from the Huffington Post or CNN or that one link alone will probably add more value than a hundred of these directories in some cases, you know, so, um, so PR is a very good approach to, uh, to link building um, if, if you think of it like that. And, and while we're on the link, before we get on your question, Tony, sorry about that. Um, any suggestions, Jason, on other than the foundational links on some external areas kind of like LinkedIn or some directories that a law firm or small business could get links from on their own? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. So, so LinkedIn has a, has a, a platform called LinkedIn Pulse um, where you can become a blogger for LinkedIn and you can publish content and you can control the content that, um, that you publish on one of our calls today, we seen that, um, we published a piece on LinkedIn about a particular subject and that one link alone, because we've linked to one of the internal pages, that one link alone from LinkedIn, because it has such high domain authority, boosted the rankings for this one internal page to like, it went from like number seven on Google to number two on Google. So it just shows how powerful those type of links are. So if you can come become a regular contributor to certain sites, um, you know, whether it be LinkedIn or if you can become a contributor to maybe Avo has a section where you can blog on their site or Justia. Um, I know hg.org. It's another good directory. I think they allow like people to become contributors, you know, any place that you can actually write content and control links that are going back to your, your site um, that uh, there's a lot of value there. <laughs> So many other questions come up when we're talking about links, right? We could have a whole nother webinar regarding it, but another one kind of popped up in my head about um, the big question about follow and no follow from authority sites. So if you could just touch on that real quick, because sometimes um, you know you might be afraid to get a link from somewhere that's no follow, but the authority of that site could be huge, right? And you know the trust factor could be great. So can you touch on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the whole follow no follow. Uh, when Danny Sullivan, I was I was on a call the other day and we were talking about this, but uh, Danny Sullivan had came out and said, "All right, there's this thing." Uh, I think he had tweeted about the no follow, do follow when it first came out, and you know, back then I thought, "Wow, this is just propaganda." Um, you know, it's they just they just want you know the SEO community to be shaken up and to not buy links anymore. That's really why they did that is because people were selling links. There was there was businesses that were just basically doing nothing but selling PageRank. And so when you when you when you talk about like no follow and do follow links, there's two things that that come over with with a link, right? There's either PageRank, which the whole Google algorithm was built upon, right? PageRank, and then there's also a trust score that's being sent 
actually there's a relevance score too. So let's just call it three things, right? There's a relevance, trust, and then popularity with page rank. So when you get rid of the actual follow and a link becomes no follow, the only thing that doesn't come over is the, is the page rank. You still have the trust score and you have the relevance score, right? That it's coming from. And if you look at it, like some of the, like one of the best links that you can get on the web is a no follow link. And that's having a link from Wikipedia. Um, that's a no follow link, but people like literally pay thousands of dollars to people that to try to get them on Wikipedia. You know, they wouldn't be doing that if, if, you know, if there wasn't value in a no follow link. So like, I don't, I don't look at it like that. If I can get a link that's going to drive traffic to a website from a site that's relevant, I could care less if the link is follow or do follow. I know the value that it adds. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, sorry, Tony. Thanks for being patient and happy to have you on again, man. It's been a while. I hope everything's going well with you. Um, so Tony says great stuff, but I'm seeing in the three pack things like practice pages with reviews to other people from the law firm. How can that be, though I do not think it lasts? Um, so you're seeing reviews. I'm trying to understand the question. Say that so, again. So on the three pack, things like practice pages with reviews to other people from the law firm. Um, so oh, oh so, like, so you mean like, like other people in the firm are leaving reviews? Is that, what, is that what you're is that what you're asking, Tony? Just trying to understand, making sure that I answer it. Because I wonder if I let me. Uh, I'm gonna unmute you, Tony. Maybe you can just ask the question if you're on the phone. Hold on, Tony. Can uh, you hear us? I can hear you, but I don't know if you can hear me. We, we can. can yeah. What's up, man? Oh, okay. What I'm good to see you, Alex. It's been Likewise, a while, man, and been a while. I've been seeing you since we were together in Vegas, I think. Yeah. It's yeah, 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 and then I caught the. To like the last two thirds of this, Jason, really good stuff. Thank you. And, uh, but what I was seeing, what I'm seeing now in a three pack, and I guess it's sometimes going down to the two pack is these practice pages where people are like, uh, attorneys in one firm are putting up their own practice page for local search. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yep. And it's yeah. showing up and it picks up a couple reviews, not even to them. And they show up in the three pack. And, you know, it's such a thin page and their their home website from their firm is probably halfway decent, but not not anything that knocks you out of the box. I've just been seeing a lot of stuff yeah. that I don't like in the three pack, especially because I'm not number one in personal injury Cincinnati like I used to be. You know, that's like and part yeah. of it is uh, I'm a little farther out of the central city and in one of their things, they, they call me Hamilton County. Uh, and I can't change that because um, Cincinnati is of course in Hamilton County. I saw you do not guilty Adams. Uh, yeah, he, love, he's a character, huh? I love his videos. So, but anyway, that's, the, does that make it a little clearer? What I'm no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. So, um, so yeah, that's, you know, people will always leverage what works not what's right but what works right um and in fact actually as i'm sitting here right now um this was sent to me um about a week ago and it's literally it's about a 12-page document about how to spam 
Google Local so that you can get instant results with Google Local, right? And it works. You know, just because it works doesn't mean that we're always going to leverage it um, because like by us kind of going in and just kind of really spamming Google Local to try to get a quick win, um, you know, if, if we're going to do that to a client's website that is kind of like the asset of the business, it would really be jeopardizing like their long-term digital strategy. Um, we would recommend building maybe like a throwaway site so that we can kind of leverage this until it stops working and then there's no harm, no foul. So we might make recommendations to kind of go a little more gray hat with this if it's working and if they're okay with that, we'll experiment with this. Um, but we wouldn't apply this to like the firm's assets uh, with their main website. So, you know, I see that stuff too. And sometimes people are kind of spamming the actual naming of the actual firm so that it's called Cincinnati personal injury lawyers. And that's the name of the firm. And you can kind of get away with that um, until somebody that's a Google moderator kind of sees it and they flag it and then the whole results come down. Um, so, you know, nothing really you can do about that. People are just going to continue to leverage what works. Um, people are going to continue to spam. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sacrifice your values with your asset and do things like that. That would jeopardize the long-term approach of your business. Um, I would probably say, let's build a side project and who cares what happens. Let's just leverage it over there. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, because like I say, I don't think they stay up there in the three pack. I, I've just seen a lot of, a lot of rotation with, you know, sort of some weird little people that just have no links and mm -hmm. very dead stuff are, are in the organic right now. And I don't know if it's just that somehow they're gaming the system or Google's just, Hey, we just want to shuffle people in and out of there now a little bit. Uh, totally, totally, totally gaming the system. And, you know, they're using, you know, offshore resources to spam, uh, you know, the Google map um, with, you know, spammy web 2.0 links. And then they're building out a bunch of citations. And like I said, it's, it's just fooling the algorithm and it's a temporary fool. And then eventually like Google sees that now you have a website that has a bunch of spammy links to it. And so, yeah, it's not, it's not the ideal strategy, but again, you know, it's, you know, Google's not the law, right? I mean, like Google has their own, like their own guidelines, you know, and so it's not against the law. Like it's not against the law for me to, to build spammy links to a competitor and get their site penalized, right? It's just, maybe it is, I don't know, but, um, but, but that's just the Google law, right? And so a lot of times people are just so scared about, you know, staying within the guidelines of Google that there's other people that don't care and they just kind of will do what works. So. All right. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Appreciate the question. Tony. Any other questions? Raise your hand or, or type it in. If not, uh, can we knock this out and uh, answer any questions by email or on the next webinar, but we're here happy to help make sure you guys, register for the audit and check things out and, and see uh, you know how healthy your website is and how your competitors are doing because we're also doing one free competitor analysis. Um, that's pretty awesome. Let's see, we got any more? 
All right, cool. So I think uh, I think we're good. I think that was an awesome webinar, man. Awesome questions. Um, I think it moved smoothly. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you everyone for joining. Um, your consistency, any new people that are on here um, that came through LinkedIn or Facebook, I appreciate you. Um, make sure you sign on for the next webinar and we look forward to seeing you and I look forward to hearing back from you for scheduling your, your free SEO audit. Perfect. Have an awesome week. Thank you again. Thank you for everybody's time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to SEO Happy Hour with We Do Web Content. For more great content and to stay up to date, go to wedowebcontent.com and we'll catch you next time.